0: Tales by Tso podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the Tales by Tso podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are getting right into it. I mean, it's all the way hot this week, and I'm like hot and frazzled, so there's just a lot going on. Obviously, the weather is beautiful. I don't want to complain being in England. But Lord, I wish I was experiencing hot weather on a beach somewhere with a cocktail. Not necessarily at work with no AC. It's just, it's been so real. And yeah, I think it's supposed to be even hotter tomorrow. So pray for me, y'all. I'm praying for all of y'all. So yeah, enjoying the weather. Weather, I hope you're all keeping hydrated. But for me, I am knee deep in wedding preparations and it's fun and a lot going on but at the moment I'm actually looking forward to my bridal shower which is this weekend. So in the Zimbabwean sort of culture a bridal shower what my mothers would call a kitchen party is essentially um, something that happens for every most women anyway in the Zimbabwean house that happens before you get married and it's It is a bridal shower but the main intention behind it is your mothers, your sisters, your aunties, the different women of your family gather around to equip you for your household, to equip you for this new journey has a wife um, and it's a kitchen party, quote unquote, because they buy you the gifts that make your first kitchen. Your first kitchen has a wife, your first kitchen in your own household has a wife. So um, it's quite a, it's a really, really nice um, sort of gathering and event. I did, I planned my sister's one a few years ago. It was really nice. Everyone comes together and they just, they kind of wish you well, but they give you the real truth and, you know, wisdom and experiences that they've been through and how to kind of maneuver the marriage life Has now a new wife. and um, So it's like a, se- a session of just women at the beginning who give you the advice and such. And then afterwards, all the husbands of said, women, come along and we have a big party. So it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but in the sort of same realm of wisdom and thinking about passing things on and passing your lessons that you've learned. I've just been looking at my wedding planning journey and I just thought I'd have have a little chat with any you know upcoming brides whether you're engaged already or you're in a serious relationship or you're even pre that and you're in your single season This is for you and it's not just for the ladies. I think there's a lot of tips that kind of fall in the same way that are relevant to the guys. So it's just something that I've been thinking about. I mean, we've been, we'll be engaged, or we would have been engaged a year when we get married. So we've had 12 months to kind of turn everything around and just we're under, we're almost two months Left until the big day, so there's still loads of things to learn in between now and then. But it's just I've just been reflecting on the journey that we've been on so far, um, and looking at the things that were kind of worked to my advantage, to our advantage, or things that I would have changed. I thought I'd come on and give you some tips, some things that were useful for us. I mean, and I will, and I will keep they're all very relevant to the territory that I'm in, in terms of that zimbabwe nigerian space. Um, and being African, a lot of the lessons or the experiences that I have do come from that cultural background. So some of it might not be relevant, some of it might be very relevant, but you can see what fits. So I've got six, six things that I want to share with you guys that I think would be really good for the road to bride territory and I think for your single season we're going to start from there the single season the thing that you should look at has thing number one I would say is consider and start to learn about what your culture is what your culture dictates has wedding planning I think in different cultures no matter what background you come from there is this sort of expectation or some sort of protocol as to how things should happen. And I think sometimes being in a Western world, we take it for granted that we don't learn about those processes until we have to. And I found being a Zimbabwean woman, I always knew that there was a traditional marriage process, which is what we did two months ago. So in the Shona culture, we have what we call Rora or Lobola, if there's another word. And it's basically a traditional marriage ceremony in the Shona culture where a groom comes to the bride's family with his brothers maybe his uncles like a handful of people and he comes with some sort of tokens the tokens tend to look like livestock um, money gifts clothing groceries for the family and they are basically his way of showing her family his commitment to their daughter it's his moment of coming in and saying I am committed to your daughter and I basically want to take your daughter out of your household, your family household and take her so that she can join into my own and we can build something together. Now, traditionally, like back, back, back in the day, that is the only time your boyfriend was meeting your parents or your family. They would have never met pre this time. Um, and i found for us because we were coming from two different cultural stances who are both in the western world we didn't you know we we were quite western in the sense that dapo my other half knew my mum pre us being engaged i mean she met him 2 months after we started dating i knew dapo's parents and we were very, we got to know each other's family, but our parents didn't know each other. Now, again, with the cultures, we had to look at what were the protocols that were necessary within the realms of people meeting in the lead up to getting married. Um, and. In the Yoruba culture, which is the Nigerian tribe Dapos is a part of, they have slightly different steps in terms of they have a traditional wedding ceremony that we have um, and the premise is the same, but they have a few steps before that that determine getting to that traditional wedding, which meant when it was our time to get to a point of being engaged, we decided we had to make a decision together that actually some of those elements are important because we wanted our parents to know each other before the traditional wedding. So we had, we took our parents out for dinner with all of our siblings and everyone met one another um, in a neutral space just to get familiar. And then we had our traditional wedding and, and so on and so forth. But I think throughout your singleness, getting to a point of being in a relationship, I think it's so important to start to pay attention and to learn about those processes and what those processes involve no matter what your culture is because I think sometimes we don't think it's going to make a difference until we're there and then there's so many protocols and even till this day there's so many protocols we're having to go through up until our wedding and they don't stop, bear in mind, until, you know, when you're much older because even when we have a child, there's more protocols and so on and so forth. So that's point number one. You get to understand your culture and your partner's culture and see what kind of culture you're also creating. It's not about fitting into the status quo. I mean, for us, we no longer have a status quo being a zim niger couple. Whatever the status quo is, is now very different but we understand or we're trying to learn about the different cultures and figuring out what our culture will be. So if we were to have a daughter, is she going to have Aurora? That's a decision that we now need to figure out and maneuver around. So that's point number one. The second thing I would say to both ladies and gentlemen is to save your coin. Save all the money. And if you're a guy hoping to marry a Zimbabwean girl, save your coin. One day when Dapo joins this podcast, he's going to tell you all about it. But, you know, it's so important, I think. And it's not to save... When I say save your coin, I think sometimes people don't want to... Don't like the impression of, oh, I'm, you know, if if you're saying to someone, oh, I'm saving, what are you saving for? For a wedding? Oh, really? But he hasn't proposed or are you guys that serious? It's not that deep. I just think you need to start thinking about your financial situation so that when you get to a point of planning a wedding or get when you get to a point of wanting to engage someone or propose to someone or get down that path you are just a few steps ahead of where you you know where you could be i think it's so important that i mean for me i really wasn't thinking about saving i was quite like you know i'll Whenever he proposes, then we'll start doing wedding stuff. But actually, in hindsight, had I started saving much earlier, we could have achieved a few of the things um, much easier than what we've had to do. We've worked extremely hard to be able to save up for our wedding. But had we started on a little bit more money than what we did, we would be better off you know thank god we were able to when we got engaged we had enough money to buy um to pay a deposit for a venue so actually we were able to do that quite quickly but not everyone has that opportunity but had we started saving earlier we might have had a you know enough money to pay a deposit for one or two other things rather than waiting much longer so it's just it's putting making sure you can enable yourself to achieve the things that you want and it's about helping your partner remembering that you're a team in the traditional context especially when we look at a traditional wedding Dapo probably has more of a responsibility to save financially because of the Rora process but after that Rora process we're now one team even pre that we were one team so actually if he's going in and saving and making sure that his finances are correct I likewise have to be doing the same so that when we start the planning process we're we're in a better position so I would definitely 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 say save all the coin you have because it's not that easy and it's not cheap so and fellas save the coin if you want to get that nice shining bright like a diamond ring you know save the coin. (laughs) So that's number two. Number three I would say stick to what you like. Make sure you pay attention to the things that you like generally as an individual before you get lost in the source of wedding. I am telling you there is so many things out there in the wedding world and if you don't have an idea of the things that you like and you start wedding planning and start talking to people about wedding planning you will find so many things and end up booking or committing to loads of different things that you're just like ah, actually we don't need the ballet dancers to come whilst we're having dinner and we don't need the doves to be let out after we say i do you know like you can Obviously, if knowing what you like means you want to be extravagant and you want to have, you know, you want to go all out, go hard and be on Bella Niger and do all of that. Then be, you know, like own the fact that that's what you like, but make sure it's you're doing it through um, what you're passionate about. You're only going to really going to get to do this day once, God willing. So Make sure you you get the things out of the day that you, that are for you and you and your partner because your um the things that you l- might like might be different and some people always people make the assumption that oh the bride decides because the bride knows you know the bride's been dreaming about this day forever but not all girls are dreaming about their wedding days I've met some groomzillas who are like I want this color and I wanted this shade and the bride was just like yeah whatever whatever he wants so. Understanding what the both of you like will help so much when you start planning because you can, you can kind of tick things off quicker and you can stay away from getting lost in all of the source. I'm telling you, it's so easy, especially when you're like me. I've spent age, I spent hours on Instagram and Pinterest, and I just, I genuinely love that space anyway. I'm an events person. I've grown up in an events household. We've got really big family. So for us, events were quite often and they were, you know, 150 people plus at any given time. My sister is an events planner. I did an event management diploma. So the event space is something that I'm quite comfortable with. Um, and I found being on like Pinterest and Instagram kept you open to seeing the different ideas of the different types of weddings. there are on the different scale of weddings. Like people are doing big things out here when it comes to weddings, like people are going in, but actually when I, you know, when it came to my turn to start thinking about the wedding, um, I didn't want that much stuff, I didn't want it to be that extravagant, I helped my friend plan her wedding a couple of years ago, and I've been a bridesmaid a few times, and I was quite like, oh, I like this, and I didn't like this, so I I started taking note of things as and when I was attending weddings or attending events, so that by the time I got to my stuff, I was quite like, oh, I want this, and I don't want this, I don't like this, and I, so I think it's quite good to just pay attention to things that you like as and when you're experiencing events similar to what you're doing. And I think in that same token, the, I guess the, what number is that? Number four. The fourth point would be prioritizing what's important to you as a unit. I think there's a lot of aspects you could add in um, into the wedding planning when you look at the things that you like but actually you then have to prioritize what is important in those things that you like because there's a you know there's loads of things you could get into when it comes to wedding territory and wedding planning and things that you could include things that you could pay for that you might not need or things you know like I said you can get lost in the source so if you prioritize it and really start to think about that element of marriage versus the wedding what's more important some of the things some of the money you're kind of plunging into that one day you could think about putting into savings or if you want to buy a house after or whatever it is you want to do after the wedding um that's where that priority having that priority kind of plays an impact and I think for us now we're starting to prioritize a lot more because we're now thinking about you know with less than two months well less than three months of the day um we're starting to think about what is going to happen after the day what's the kind of life we're going to be able to afford after the wedding are we going to have money after the wedding (laughs) so prioritizing is super important and it will help you in the long run um and it also just avoids going overboard and um doing things that you might not might not need i think there's so many things you could you could include in the wedding, um, and when you talk to decorators, when you start speaking to more vendors, they'll they'll naturally give you more ideas of things. And if you don't know about the world of events as it is, you would easily just be like, "Oh, that sounds nice. Let's do it." Like, there's been certain things that we've booked that now I'm I'm you know I'm quite happy with. But I think when we were booking, paying deposits is so much easier you know, putting down deposits is so easy. You're like, yeah, yeah, we want that, we want that. But now that we're getting to the point of like clearing balances, you start thinking, wow, did we really think this amount was an acceptable amount to pay? But you know, here we are. So that kind of priority is just, it will set you up and kind of make life more, more easier for you. So if you can start that early, then you're good to go. That Which leads me to point number five. Now, this might be a little bit controversial to some, but I will explain my reasoning. I think looking at the expectation of who your key stakeholders are, of what your wedding should be, is really important. And it, it will help your planning process because you know how to maneuver around certain conversations because you know what they're expecting. Now, understanding these expectations shouldn't dictate what your wedding should be. And when I say key stakeholders, you know, key stakeholders could look like your your parents, your siblings, your friends, whoever is like the nearest and dearest people who generally their opinions matter you should try and consider what their expectations are of your wedding because trust me they do like when I was talking about episode in episode two when we were talking about the village if we were looking at who our parents would invite they know who they'd invite which means they already have an expectation of what that day should look like um and bearing in mind what their expectation is will help you along the planning process because it will you know there's certain things that if you know for sure that your your plans for your wedding are very very different to what your parents had maybe they wanted a traditional church wedding and to do it in the local church center or whatever the case is and you're, you're talking about a complete destination wedding and complete left field how you would approach them would be very different if you already know what their expectations are you would probably take a more a lighter approach that's maybe a little bit suggestive in terms of this is what we're thinking to do, and so on. How to maneuver around those conversations would be much easier than if you had no idea what they wanted, and then you approach them with this is what we're thinking, and they say something completely different. It just causes friction in times where friction is the last thing you need. You know, weddings are about two families coming together, it's about two people showing commitment to one another, but actually it's two people learning about each other in such intense ways because in your relationship as you're maneuvering through your relationship is literally just you and him has a couple and you're getting to know each other and it's so so simple but when you as soon as the ring appears and it's just a nugget for you all there's certain things especially when it comes to weddings that i found from my own experience and from hearing other people that after the ring, it changes a little bit. Before the ring, it's hypothetical; anything is fair game. After the ring, people are like, "No, I don't. I don't think I like that anymore." <laughs> um, and you know, when you are just a couple, as much as you can go through, you know, my other point of understanding what your priorities are. You are just a couple, and it's just the two of you. But weddings are the only time where it's now everyone gets involved and everyone's got a say and you as a couple you now need to maneuver around getting to understand what other people's expectations are whilst managing your own expectations and still being a team so I just think it's better if you know what those expectations are beforehand just to give yourself a bit of help so that when you are going through those conversations and starting to jump through some of these hoops you know what you're talking about you know where you're coming from i mean i used to play devil's advocate with my mom all the time and kind of just be like how would you feel if i had a wedding in jamaica for and only invited 50 people just to kind of see how she and i know like my mom's super traditional and luckily so am i so i would have never had a wedding like that um and for dappo he would have never wanted a wedding like that either we're very family orientated so we were always going to have a big wedding but even in like African standards quote-unquote African standards I think we're probably still having a slightly smaller wedding than we could be having um but that's a whole guest list thing that we can talk about another day (laughs) so yeah that would be my you know point number five and that's it's up to interpretation you don't have to let them dictate what your day is going to be I think it's just good to bear it in mind. And it also just helps you guys to dream properly. I think sometimes when you dream and you have your expectations and your hopes high, people will come in and just say otherwise. And you're like, what? I was not expecting that. And my sixth and final point would be to do your reset. The wedding world is crazy. There are so many vendors. There are so many choices of things to do. But there's there's ways to get to know the right things to choose and the wrong things to choose. Um, looking at quality and making sure the price is right. Obviously, if someone is... There's always a cheaper way of doing things. I live by this. There's always a cheaper alternative. But obviously, being quite cautious about what those alternatives are if you've got a quote from someone and they're charging 1500 for something and someone else is charging 300 for something that's questionable but if you can find someone who's doing the same service and they can do it for 900 then that makes more sense I think you have to be very um, clever about what you choose and how you choose it like I said being in the event space I think all the experience from being a part of other people's weddings and helping plan weddings I've seen that there's loads of different ways to do things and it's about you know bringing in that priorities again of what it is that is important to you um especially when it comes to decor I think decor is one of those things that could definitely that's where all the source, that's where you get lost in decor I can tell you that because there's so many things you can put in that will make your your venue beautiful and there's so many things that's stunning like the work people do in in the wedding planning world like the events space is beautiful and this is why i i'm a big um fan of like you know instagram and, and pinterest because i get to see all of these things and i just think oh my there's some fantastic things that people do for wedding but when it came to my own I didn't necessarily want most of those things which was surprising to me to a certain extent but again it was because of those priorities and where we were in our lives and the kind of lives that we want to create so a lot of those things played more of um in the decision making than in the aesthetics of the day and it's you know there's things like um charger plates if anyone doesn't know what a charger plate is a charger plate is basically um a really nice plate that goes on the tables where the guests sit and it can be gold it can be silver it can have like shiny diamonds or whatever it's a slightly bigger size plate and it basically holds the plate that holds the food <laughs> and it sounds crazy when you say it, but like when you look at it and you see it on decor they can make such a massive difference but when you start to break it down and say a charger plate is you know for example maybe £2.50 per plate and you've got 300 guests you know like you start to prioritize some of these things so so those are things that you start to be like "Mm, maybe I'll miss that because also you're paying for the charger plates and you're going to pay for the plates that are going on the charger plates so all of that is prices per head I mean my sisters laugh at me like napkins I was so pained by the cost of napkins because I just thought surely we could just get napkins from Ikea I don't understand we're having um, a seating plan for two hundred and eighty people um and I think the napkin quote I got was like three hundred pounds and I was just like no I'm not paying that much for napkins and you know it's so silly because that's actually the cost of them because cloth, they're cloth there it's it's just what it is but I was just like we can get napkins from Ikea paper napkins and my sister was like no there's no way in hell you're having paper napkins and again it's about the research around that what can you do to kind of mitigate some of those things so we found an alternative I have a fantastic tailor um who was willing to make me napkins so we got them for like half the price for me that's a win for someone else that's inconvenient but again it is about that research and choosing what's important to you, what it is that you're willing to sacrifice on, what it is you want to do. So yeah those are kind of my six nuggets that I would always say to people like think about and just make cautious decisions when you're in your wedding planning even in, within your single season you should be making cautious decisions anyway but we're not talk about that but anyway so yeah, that's kind of where my headspace is at as I prepare for my bridal shower this weekend. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be after the bridal shower. But I'll tell you guys how it went. Um, you can check out, you should be able to see some of the content from the shower on my Instagram. If you don't follow me already, it's TSO underscore nine underscore um, I'll put that in my highlights or something. I've done the same with my Hindu, which was a month ago in Croatia, which was amazing. I had an incredible bride tribe and we had quite a nice intimate, fun time out in the sun. Um, so yeah I've got I've got a few of like my wedding planning journey moments on Instagram so you can kind of just stay tuned and see see where my head's at if i'm not talking about it on here but also just let me know if weddings are really something you guys want to hear more about there is so much more detail i could get into and there's so much more i could talk about i could talk about it forever if you let me so maybe i could do a wedding series after the wedding and then have like a full-on holistic this is my reflections of everything and we can kind of break things down and see what's depending on how much detail people want so yeah let me know that would be really good feedback make sure you leave a rating and review if you're listening to this on itunes if you're listening to it on spotify make sure you subscribe if you are listening to this on podbean and soundcloud make sure you hit the like button but yeah bye guys